0: The ultimate power in the universe. What is up, my Scuttle Buddies? Welcome to another live edition, sort of, of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, We uh, got a treat, uh, another episode Another chapter, I guess, of uh, Book of Boba Fett, but uh, we are here doing the uh, review. Um, and thank you very much. I've got a, another, again, a, another distinguished panel of uh, of nerds here. We're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett chapter two. Uh, what was the name of that chapter? Um, the tribes of Tatooine. The tribes of Tatooine. Um, I like that title. Actually, it's uh, it, it definitely you know I. I was kind of hoping that they would go in the direction that they did, obviously, uh, after last week's episode with the flashbacks going to and fro, um, which, you know, if you guys uh, watched us last week, I wasn't too crazy about, but um, I think it worked out pretty well this time around, especially because uh, it was almost uh, double the time length. But uh, again, let's, um, let's welcome everybody in the chat. Feel free to drop a comment and uh, we'll put it up on screen. Um, we're actually recording on uh, Thursday night because I'll be in Florida on Sunday, but today is Sunday the 8th, no, Sunday the 9th of uh, january welcome everybody to uh scarif not so much live uh thank you very much so i'm gonna go uh around the table again like uh, we did last time and just kind of get some quick words about uh, the second chapter um we'll start with uh we have oh sorry sorry i have to introduce our, our wonderful panel uh once again we've got uh, course not radio underground we've got andrew andrew how's it going brother going good thanks, thanks. for having me not a problem. You are welcomed here on Scarif anytime. And uh, to his right, we have Alan uh, at Press Play Streaming Studios. Alan, my brother, how are you doing?
1: I am doing very well. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to set in with this very esteemed panel. Um, I will try to live up to your expectations. <laughs> wait, yeah, minute, wait, wait, let me let me wipe that off.
2: <laughs> I
0: was going to say. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on short notice. And uh, General Shinobi, Selena, uh, both of our co-hosts. Uh, how you doing, dear?
2: Did I say you could come to Florida, to my state? <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm totally> <laughs> no, i welcome. I am here. The, I found 20 How'd bucks you? today on the streets.
0: <laughs> very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a lucky day. Very nice, very nice. Um... Are you sure you found the the twenty dollars, or did, did did a gentleman throw it at you?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> I found it.
0: Oh, okay. That's my okay. other <laughs> job. <laughs> Excellent. All right, all right. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. And now for something completely completely different. different. <laughs> <you>. uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you notice, uh, Alan, we have no rails on our show either. So, thanks yes. You, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, chapter two, book of Boba Fett. Um, what'd you guys, uh, think I'm going to start with Andrew. Um, he's, uh, the thinking man's nerd and I'd love <laughs> to get his, uh, his two cents, uh, on this. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, chapter two, Andrew?
3: Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I still, there are still a couple of little hiccups, but you know, I, a lot of times in TV, you just get those things that are just don't sit right. I mean, even The Mandalorian has things like that. Sure. Um, you know, when you go back and look at uh, Amy Sedaris' first appearance in, in The Mandalorian, everybody went, what the heck was up with that? Yeah. And, uh, but I loved it. I, I love this episode. I think they did a lot of really, really great things in this episode.
0: There are definitely a lot of uh, little is- Easter eggs that were really cool. We'll get to those uh, promptly, I'm sure. But, uh, Alan, what, what did you think?
1: I absolutely enjoyed this one. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Andrew. I, I, I know that there was hiccups here and there. Um, but as far as moving the, the character plot along, um, I was really hoping to see how he... Uh, uh, embedded himself in the Tuscan tribe so yeah I think I thought this was a a much better episode Um, and I will say this just real quick for anyone who was a a big doubter on the first one watch one and two together back to back and it changed the aspect of what you saw Mm -hmm. so yeah it definitely has that serial tv feel and, and 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 I'm in so far
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, for some reason, they uh, they only released, um, you know, a very short first episode, um, which, you know, didn't sit well with me. And obviously, Shanti, you and I had some Mm -hmm. some major notes going into last week's episode. We had a, a, a litany of, of, of notes that uh, th- that we wanted to chat about. I, today, I got no notes, um, but not because it was perfect. You know, it wasn't perfect. Like Andrew said, there's still some hang-ups there. But uh, Shanti, what, what did you think of uh, the second uh, runaround here?
2: I'm rating it by how much I make fun of it. <laughs> because I poke fun of everything. Yeah. and You
0: must really love me then.
2: Uh, so... <laughs> I... I only found myself poking fun at three things, I think, this time around, as to where I felt like the first episode I was mystery science theatering the entire thing, <laughs> the entire time. So yeah. A vast, vast
0: improvement. Improvement. Yeah, and what what uh, you know? Besides, last week we talked about the uh, the length of time. Obviously, it was just way too short. Um, And I know what they're trying to do. You know, somebody mentioned serialized television, Um, and that's one of the things that I think I have to kind of get in my head, Um, because I'm obviously I'm I'm really used to Star Wars being this bigger than 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 the normal you know event on the big screen and bringing star wars down to a small screen you know i i do see that there is a major difference which is okay um but um you know that first episode of of book of boba fett was really short and just kind of left me wanting more uh this episode really was uh, jam-packed with some really great stuff um you know, I, I do want to make a confession. I, I, I'm uh, I, as much as I love the Tuscan Raider stuff, I really want them to get into the whole, uh, you know, uh, twins thing with the mm-hmm. Huts and and mm-hmm. all the crime stuff, because um, I want to see, you know, what happens there. Obviously, there were some really major surprises, some cameos, some some characters that showed up that everybody's going nuts over. And I really want to explore that. I want to see, um, you know, what uh, what we might be thinking of as far as the future goes. But, you know, Andrew, you said it last week uh, regarding the flashbacks. You know, they're I do seem to think that they're going to be very pivotal uh, going forward to 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 how these Tuscan Raiders. Um, I don't know, relate to, to Boba Fett as a character, uh, I guess as a new character, as or someone who has been transformed.
3: Right. No, I think so. I, I think these are, are really pivotal scenes. And I'm actually, I mean, to this point, I like what they're setting up with the stuff that's current. But the meat of the story so far has been the stuff with the Tuscans. And, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the things they're leaning into, the concepts they're leaning into, with uh pulling from lawrence of arabia pulling from um dances with wolves and right. and very I mean, that's that's what star wars has always done is pull from the great things that came before it mm-hmm. and um and so i really do appreciate the the nods to those those things i mean the train the whole train thing is right out of lawrence of arabia
0: mm-hmm. exactly um, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, I, it, it harkens back to the train uh sequence in solo, uh, mm-hmm. which was really great. The train obviously looked a little different. um it, it, there there's for me, there's still some sort of production element that uh is a little too terrestrial for for a Star Wars, and that's that's on me, that's me, you know, expecting a little bit more um, of a production design aspect of it. And I know it doesn't bother a lot of people. Um, and it doesn't bother me. It's just that I'm, I'm like expecting a little bit more experimentation with design. I know, you know, George Lucas used to, you know, go around with his red stamp and say, you know, yay or nay or fix this or change that. So I'm, I'm expecting a little bit more of that. Um, but you know, I'm looking forward to more, um let's uh let's kind of dive into some of the scenes some of the sequences uh so you know obviously we get a lot of tuscan raider stuff but um what are your favorite aspects of that story going forward shanti i'll start with you
2: uh i don't uh, hmm. i don't don't know but i am enjoying that more than anything i actually feel opposite of you i do there's something about i guess because we've always judged the tuscan raiders the way we have and just being like this overly violent tribe kind of thing. And right, savages. Kind of being, yeah, right. savage and animalistic in a way. So it is kind of interesting to see them actually, in a sense, accepting him and actually being willing to train him because obviously they trust him. He's proven himself that he's trustworthy. So that, I, that's that's the part that I like. My only confusion is now, obviously these are different tribes, I'm assuming. So I guess my only issue is, am i supposed to like just wipe away and forget like what they did to Anakin's mother you know like is that a completely different tribe i feel like they're trying to draw more sympathy from us to understand this misjudged character
0: yeah and i guess you know like anything you know there's um there's a difference like you said in tribes mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, i only yeah, watched I'm...
2: the episode 1 so i don't know if something is well, has- that there are separate tribes that do different things.
3: Yeah, well, they did mention in this that there's many different tribes. Yes. Um, But what I do appreciate, I have a couple of things here. One, the mirroring of the way Westerns handled Native Americans, and we're seeing the same progression from where early Westerns only presented Native Americans as savages, Mm -hmm. and then later, and as Westerns progressed, we got to look at them more as people. It doesn't mean that they don't do savage things. Of course. But that they, and so I think that's the answer to like, yes, they've done savage things, but they're still humans So they're still people. I mean, they're you know, obviously in this case, they're aliens, but they're still sentient beings. So, um, and, and I think that's for any culture. I think you look across the, you know, our world at every culture and every culture on the planet has terrible things in their past. So you say, well, oh, those people aren't bad as go, but they used to do terrible things. And and so I I love the mirroring of the way that Native Americans have been viewed in in, in our culture.
2: I like seeing this more family aspect amongst mm-hmm.
3: the raiders. and see that's the and that's the part we've never seen of yes, of the it. Tuscans is we only ever saw this one so, little little piece of who they were. But we never saw what happened after a battle or after the slaughter. We didn't see what happened to them after Anakin slaughtered a village.
2: Now and I right, look at yeah. them as just like anybody else trying right. to survive. Well, so no, well, we, we progressed
3: progress from looking at them as animals almost mm-hmm. to, to being able to see, you know, that they're, they're not so different.
2: Exactly. That's, that's and I,
1: and I also love the duality of this, of this tribe um you have their acceptance of uh boba fett because as uh, uh as general shinobi said they um he he proved his trustworthiness but yet they were still willing to take slaves uh tie them up sit, leave them in the sun without drinks allow the children to beat on them uh, so there's a duality there that says you know if you're one of us we will protect you at all time if you are against us, then it's not against me; it's against the whole nation. It's against the whole tribe, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a um, a very interesting aspect to their um, to their their culture that mm-hmm. that we didn't know.
0: Right, and you know, in uh, well, in was it Attack of the Clones when Anakin went and slaughtered the? Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, you yeah. you you hear him say. You know, I slaughtered them all, uh, even the women and children. Um, so we, you know, I don't think of the original trilogy we saw any uh, children uh, as Tusken Raiders. It was just the, the you know, the those uh, ones that were hunting Luke, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we get a, a little taste of Tusken. Uh, Tuscan life, I guess, in Attack of the Clones, but a hell of a lot more in uh, in the Book of Boba Fett. And, you know, obviously we, we were um, reintroduced to the Tuscan way of life in The Mandalorian uh, during season two. So, uh, yeah, they're just very interesting stuff there. Um,. I am really digging the uh, the costumes and and let me backtrack a little bit too because I, I do notice that a lot of people on Twitter are really praising the fact that the Tuscans are kind of mirroring um, Andrew like you said um, Native Americans indigenous people. Uh, there's a whole, uh, you know, line of obviously of, of, of respect uh, towards those people, but um, I'm really loving the the costume design, the characterizations mm-hmm. of these characters that you can't see their faces, but yet they're so, um, you know, evocative with with their with their even the dances that they did. Right, and, uh, I, I love that style. And I-
3: yeah, and I think they I feel kind of like they've pulled in probably because of the presence of Tim Morrison as the lead of this show, but they've pulled the 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 Tuskins have a little bit more of a Maori flair. I yeah. think mm-hmm. where where you kind of see that his his ancestry kind of in the Tuskins.
1: Yeah, that that dance around the the warrior mm-hmm. dance. It's very haka. A uh, very uh, uh, Samoan uh, type. Yeah. I was I was digging it. I, I, okay, so my ancestry, uh, uh, direct lineage, um, uh, is is Cherokee. So um, you know, to see these types of things, I've been I've been sent back just smiling and going, yeah, "Yeah, this is awesome. This is really cool." All
2: right, and I how... giggled. I giggled a little bit. You
0: did in yeah. the
2: beginning. I keep saying, "Oh, I love the flash mob at the end," but I, again, <laughs> I understand the symbolism, and it was it was just. I guess it was just unexpected. I wasn't expecting to see any kind of dancing, even in spiritual form in Star Wars. So it just threw me for a loop for a second, but it was still, it really was beautiful. I love that we're seeing this culture.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of beautiful, you know, I, I, last week I mentioned the, uh, the kind of a wasted moment of Boba Fett putting on his, Mm -hmm. his, uh, his outfit, his gun belt, his, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you know, in 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 direct contrast to to that uh, we have such a beautiful sequence of Boba Fett getting wrapped in in the ceremonial robes of of the Tuscan Raider finally gaining acceptance. I mean, how beautiful was that?
2: See that I preferred.
0: It had yeah. me right in the feels. Over the suit yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um so let's get out of the dream sequences and talk a little bit about what happens uh in the, you know, in the the present timeline. Um, we get uh, we get to see your favorite um, uh, actor, the comedian who is uh, always uh, warning Boba Fett uh, in in such a sarcastic uh, manner. Um, I wanted Boba Fett to just uh, shoot him in the head. What? Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: well, the thing is that character is, and I'm 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 not defending it at all. That's okay. But, you are. No, ahead. no, but. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but it achieved exactly what it should. That character is not supposed to be liked. And everyone hates it. Mm-hmm. It achieved what it was supposed to achieve. No,
2: I don't hate the character. I hate the actor.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I hate, <laughs> I hate, you hate everything you are misunderstanding about it. me. I do not hate the
2: character. I get the character supposed to be a douche. I do not like this actor. I said That's it funny. on Twitter, I think, yesterday. I really wish that the guy actually would have been British. I don't know I why I think that. that would have worked. Something about this American accent is like not working for me.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, it's interesting that he was uh, he just uh, waltzed into the uh, mayor's um, audience and had a little chat with him. Um, what do you guys think of the mayor? Do you think it's a uh, kind of a misdirect or is he the mayor? Are we satisfied with that aspect of the story here?
3: I, I mean, I'll, I'll
2: misdirect, but I don't know.
3: I Ooh, think it's be, I think it's the mayor. I think that there's just somebody there's knows. a lot more things going on behind the scenes than Boba's aware of yet. Right. Right. Um, I I think that he's you know we've we've seen the twins now the you know but I think that there's some undermining of the whole system already going on. I agree. Um, so this guy's the mayor maybe for now. Mm-hmm. It, and, and it was, you know.
1: It was my idea that the 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 twins were there because the mayor contacted them to say hey this is what's going on you may want to get here Hmm. that was my that was my feeling
0: let's um let's touch on the 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 twins um when i saw them kind of turn the corner i'm like oh this is this is great i was real i was kind of afraid that uh from a special effects uh aspect that they were gonna look a little uh crappy um, but when they started coming towards the camera, and uh, you know, you see the level of detail, um, they look pretty good. I, I think I was I was, uh, I was um, not surprised, but I was I guess I was pleasantly surprised that they did not look as bad as uh, Jabba did in uh, in the special edition. Oh. Um, but I, I think they looked a, a, a lot better than uh, than we have uh, been used to as far as. Uh, these giant uh, hut characters. And and... I
2: felt bad for the people holding them.
1: No doubt, I was yeah. counting
3: them. How that many does the it take?
2: Thing that made me laugh. Because you're seeing them, they're struggling, they're doing. <laughs> yeah. things, right, but
3: I, I love, I love that aspect oh, of it because they've yeah, I taken love
2: any humor that's in Star
3: Wars. Right, like but we've we've also shown like they're d- doing this to these people because they can. It's a show oh, yeah, of power. Right. Like, because right. you're in a you're you're in a world, you're in in this place where there are repulsors that could just carry that barge around, right? right? Yeah. But yeah. they don't.
2: Right. It's the like there's wheels in space, right?
3: Like right. But I mean, you. you. You know, it could be a a repulsor sled or or whatever, but no, they're carried on the back of their slaves. Um,
1: I also love the fact, and it was just a small detail, but the, um, the, the cart that they were being carried on was actually bowed in the middle i thought that yeah, was I, uh, a brilliant touch right and i thought that was a brilliant touch yeah uh, i'm with you Ro. i was really afraid that, that 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 animation was not going to be able to be pulled off and for me what sold it was when they actually showed them talking um the the way they animated the mouths and the facial features and and, and the expressions they got it i think they did a great job on that
0: i think so too. great job i think so too um and i love the fact that um, do we have names for these characters the twins
3: i, I don't think so yet i was actually Not trying yet. to look that up yeah. but i don't think and we've been given names yet at I least it, it wasn't zero
0: right yeah <laughs> um but you know the, that that hut did have a tattoo on his bottom lip just like yes. uh, well
3: these could be zero's children for the you know but, but you know if we go back to the family thing right. here their job as cousins these, these could very easily be zero's children
0: Correct.
1: Yeah.
2: I want That's to talk correct. about the Chewbacca on Roids. That's what I want to talk about. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I yeah. was gonna ask that question also.
0: So obviously, you know, when he came out, I you know, he's he's one of those characters in the comic books that is instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 uh I'm I am i am i am i am i want to say I'm surprised that, that that he made his, you know, live action appearance and he looked phenomenal. He looked amazing, and I love it. Somebody on Twitter said that um, I was watching it, and my mom asked, is that evil Chewbacca? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I can pronounce his name. Me
2: neither. Not
0: even but they call name. him Black K, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, which obviously opens the door um, for, uh, you know, one of his uh, cohorts in the comic books as well to, to make an appearance. But, you know, again, this is uh, Dave Filoni's uh, s- way of, of telling stories and bringing things from, you know, other mediums uh, into the world of live-action Star Wars, and, and I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, if they do introduce the character that I'm, uh, you know, kind of uh, hoping that they do in, in some form or fashion, that would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, what would you think of uh, – I'm actually a I'm actually surprised that there was no, uh, you know, gun battle and I'm, you know, maybe they're saving that for the next episode. But uh, that would have been that would have been amazing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the way, you know, they've been setting up this criminal like we, we've always dealt with the fact that the criminal empires existed. But right. We've really not. We've never really gotten into exactly how they're structured. And now we're seeing that they're way more, that that we're kind of leaning into kind of the Godfather aesthetic. You know, there's not a gun battle because one, the huts don't have to, they're just proclaiming that they're in charge.
0: Right.
3: And kind of leaving it to Boba to shoot first. And after, as soon as they leave, you know, Fennec says, you know, we're going to have to get permission if you want to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're made, right? They're made men. Right. Right. So.
0: I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm really hoping that Andor touches on on a lot of this stuff as well. And um, I'm pretty sure that they will. You know, not only the uh, criminal underground, but, you know, some of the gray area that we're not used to when we talk yeah. about uh, the rebellion. So I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait for Andor. Yeah um so what else is happening what else do you guys think is happening in uh garza's bar um i know you know when boba fett and crew stepped in and asked questions you know that's when we started hearing the drumming um where the huts came in but uh what's going on in there i think it's a front
1: <laughs> well it is uh, i fright. think i think she's kind of caught in the middle you know, all she's wanting to do is have – this is just totally my opinion. Uh, all she's wanting to do is, is conduct her business, make her livelihood, and go on. And she's stuck in the middle between, um, you know, what used to be the huts and, and now is, is Boba and whatever the mayor's got going on. And uh, I, so I don't know if she's going to wind up being a, a bad or more of a, uh, a sympathizer. Uh, I would love to see her become an, inform, an informant of some sort for Fett.
0: Let me ask you this, though. Who in their right mind sets up a bar slash brothel in Mossespa and says, I just want to run my business without any interruption? I don't I don't think I don't think that flies. There's I think uh, there's definitely more to her, especially because they brought in, you know, Jennifer Beals. I think uh, she's going to surprise us uh, as far as maybe what her identity is, her true purpose is. Um, I I'm even heard
2: highly suspicious of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did Playing hear both some, sides towards the middle, maybe, maybe. And I even heard like some rumor that she is the mayor and this other guy is just kind of a figurehead and she's the one pulling all the strings in <laughs> well, the that, that would be
1: interesting. Thought, that would um, be very interesting. I would accept that twist and be happy with it. Yes.
3: <laughs> so, do y'all think, I mean, so basically after the end of this, we've got two of the major uh, syndicates already introduced two episodes in. You know, the Huts are here, the Pikes are here. Yeah. So, you know, do, do Crimson Dawn or, or perhaps Black Sun also have their fingers in what's going on here? And that maybe she's really working for someone that we haven't even been introduced to yet.
1: If they bring yeah. Crimson Dawn in through this, and she happens to be working for them, then that would be more than this Star Wars nerd could hope for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. If uh, do you guys think that uh, Kira will be introduced at least mentioned?
3: If they do, if they bring Crimson Dawn in, she's at least getting name dropped. Bro. I would say so. Yeah. This is like roughly sixteen years at from the very from the tail end of Solo. I mean, it certainly
0: works, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, you know this this has kind of all the uh, all the workings of uh, setting, you know, the stage for um, for a lot of cool things here. And I hmm. know, you know, I read somewhere that this was just kind of be a, a one off uh, season. Uh, mm-hmm. There are no plans to kind of continue the story. So obviously. You know, the Filoniverse uh, crew have already planned out what's going to be happening in the seven episodes here. Um, you know, next week will be, you know, almost kind of like halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, the, not that it has been it. It has been kind of slow introducing these elements into the story. And I know we're only two in. Um but I, I think they, they might have to move fast in the next couple of episodes to really kind of introduce more drama, get past the flashbacks and get into the nitty gritty of, of what's happening in, in, in Moss Espa and then go from there, um, especially if they want to be able to resolve whatever it is that they're setting up for, for the final you know, episode. Right. This is why
2: I'm hoping that the next five episodes are going to be just as long as this one, if not maybe a smidge longer.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: It's it's kind of uh, the roller coaster effect. I think mm-hmm. right now we're we're you know in that front car clicking up the hill, trying to learn as much as we can. I would say that uh, episode three, um, towards the end of it, if not the end, is where we're going to crest the top of the hill and it's going to just take off from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So last week we also talked a little bit about um, this show is kind of structured as a character um, a, a character study on Boba Fett. You know, I, I'm seeing some chatter, too, on, on Twitter, and I was on a, a space uh, last night talking about this. We are seeing, especially in the flashbacks, we're seeing a lot of sequences uh, of uh, young Boba Fett um, we see the, in this dream sequence, we definitely see, you know, the, the ship flying off of the platform and it seems like it's maybe around the same time or after, uh, that, uh, he fought Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Somebody was saying, um, in the space last night that, um, th- that somehow they're going to tie all of this stuff, especially the flashbacks where we see Kamino, um, to uh obi-wan uh, do you guys get any sort of like feelings of of connections there why are we seeing camino so prominently in both uh, uh dream sequences
3: i mean i think i mean for starters it's just his home it's where he's from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know it's it's at the beginning of his story i think that's why we've gone back and you know it plays prominently through even his uh sort of vision quest we we get little glimpses of of, of that place. So, but I don't, I think trying to tie this to, to Kenobi is, would just be a waste of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: I mean, I mean, sure. They could come up with some really interesting way to tie it together, but I don't think there's any reason to, we're dealing with times pretty far apart. Right. Um, Obi-Wan's not the one that kills his dad. Um, so there's really, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's that fight there, but um which which he's involved in with obi-wan but it's
2: there's no reason for him to have any kind of quarrel with obi-wan that it would tie right to it.
1: other than the fact that he totally hates the jedi period
2: but, yeah but that's about it I don't
1: know. you're talking about a mandalorian do you need anything more than that this is true <laughs> i mean
2: <laughs> i mean i i'm just seeing this as he's been through a whole lot and this is a form of PTSD and the pod that he's in is just bringing this all out mm-hmm. through his subconscious and that's all it really is. But I agree. What purpose is it serving?
0: Well, you just said that he definitely hates the Jedi, right? Right. Could he be a, um, somehow could he be, uh, one of the, um, inquisitors that are after Obi-Wan?
1: I would say not an inquisitor, but I would not be surprised if uh, he wasn't hired to be looking for Obi Wan. Um, right. You know, the the same way that that uh, he was hired to look for uh, and capture Han. You know.
2: I mean they connected Mandalorian to this and it's spun into Book of Boba Fett, so I guess I it wouldn't surprise me if they are trying to tie this into whatever is the next series that they're coming. I don't think
1: with. it's going to be like a huge tie-in, and I could yeah. be wrong on that. Um but I, I do believe that, you know, just about all of the shows there's going to be elements of it that will touch um uh Obi. They're gonna
3: model yeah. it. <laughs> well, I think the elements that tie here though are probably how Obi-Wan is going to wind up relating to the Tuscans. Um, Mm -hmm. especially since he, you know, lives out there alone, he's a hermit. Uh, you know, he's going to have encounters with the Tuscans. So I think that's really probably more likely our connection. I really think that this is setting up. And I think the reason this is a one-off is I think that we're going to establish Boba Fett's future role in Star Wars. And, and from there, he can show up in any number of series i I think that's a great in in uh, which timeline
0: in which um which era though because obviously we don't see him in the sequel trilogy anywhere you know anywhere there so are are we are you talking about seeing him in the past in the future in the present where are we talking about
3: i'm talking about seeing him in the present uh roughly our our current timeline, we're playing in this period, roughly five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think whatever he establishes here, whether he successfully takes over this this crime syndicate, mm-hmm. this or this this part this um, part of the the Hut Empire, Jabba's Empire, really. So he, if he takes that over successfully then we can see him, if especially if we're fixing to do other shows tied into the underworld.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Um, and and we're, we're, we're in a power vacuum. Uh, you know, the empire has collapsed, and the republic doesn't have real good rule in the outer rim. So there's plenty of room for these syndicates to grow unfettered. So I think that... I, th- I really think from here that we're just introducing all the players in the underworld and that when this is over, they're going to announce some sort of underworld series.
1: Wouldn't hurt my feelings.
3: No, that's what we wanted forever. I mean, sure. yeah. that's what we were supposed to get decades ago.
1: Yeah. And, right, and ever right. since, you know, we've heard Lucas talk about his idea of doing that. Uh, all the, all the star Wars nerds have been on hyped about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've found myself being very interested in the fact that I love Boba. I've always loved Boba, but for me, Fennec Shand's the one that's making the show so far.
0: I, her I character's
1: fantastic.
2: Yeah. I do like her character.
0: I like the dynamic.
1: hmm That was yeah. my point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, if not for her, it would not be the same.
0: Let me ask you this, um, guys. There has been some chatter on the uh, interwebs regarding um, the fact that, you know, The Mandalorian, um, obviously, through the two seasons that we've lived through, you see, you know, Snoke's in a jar. You see cloning technology kind of coming back to fruition um, that will kind of tie into the sequel trilogy, the creation of Snoke, the experimentation with Grogu, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we we've seen some of that chatter for a while. Do our do we see the same thing happening with Boba Fett as far as having the 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 uh, Dave Filoni and and Favreau kind of con- creating some sort of connective tissue between the era that we're living now and then the events of the sequel trilogy, or did Disney kind of shoot themselves in the foot by? creating the Disney trilogy way off in the future and kind of solidifying those um, um, chain of events. And now they're kind of stuck with that. Um, And is that another reason why we're still playing in this sandbox five years post Return of the Jedi?
3: I mean, I think we're playing in this era of the sandbox because it's interesting and there's very little known about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a it's a place where we can go and tell stories that we don't have to totally, you know, when you go do something like the High Republic, you have to totally build the whole thing. But this is an era we can play in where we kind of know what's going on in the galaxy. We know who the big players are. And we have characters like Boba Fett that we can tell stories about. I do think that the Mandalorian is and I think they've really hinted pretty strongly at this that it's going to have ties to the sequel trilogy. Uh, I think this is a totally separate thing. I think that this is the beginning of telling a story where they can, because you can go tell underworld stories, you know, from five years after Return of the Jedi till well after the sequel trilogy, if you want to, on the Criminal Empire, once you have established who the players are.
0: right? I can see that, definitely.
3: So I think this is sort of creating a new sandbox. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, I don't see Boba relating like to the sequel trilogy. I don't want it to. <laughs> I don't want anything to connect to the sequel trilogy.
1: I think they're, what they're doing is that they've actually uh, they're they're kind of taking the uh, railing off the sandbox so they could expand it. Yeah. And yeah. and make it a, make it a bigger place to play.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I I've always said um, if they wanted to, they don't have to rework or rewrite or uh cause the trilogy to be um you know not canon anymore or whatever the case may be it's a huge galaxy while this Mm -hmm. is going on in one corner they could be doing something somewhere else
3: Um,
1: you know and and that could be you know part of the sandbox is just saying hey we're going to connect to that but we're also going to go you know into the outer rim because you know we've got Thrawn and we've got all this other stuff that's coming so it's it's going to be interesting what they do over the next few years
0: yeah. And uh this year seems to be um going to be a, a treat for us Star Wars fans. Looks like there's a lot of shows coming. Obviously we mentioned Andor. Um uh, the next uh season of Mandalorian I think is also dropping late in the year. Mm-hmm. Um what else is coming out? We've got Ahsoka, Obi-Wan
3: and... Obi-Wan. Now, I don't think Ahsoka is Ahsoka's slated till til 2023,
0: year. yeah. yeah. Slated to release or slated to shoot? Because I don't even think they're even shooting.
3: They're not, and the next up to shoot is supposedly the Acolyte.
0: Right. And I think they've already started some... Um, oh, no, I read... Somebody told me that they were. it was principal photography, but then I learned that they were just screen tests at this moment at... Uh, in a, At Pinewood. Yeah, Pinewood. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is coming out this year? That Bad Batch uh, season two.
3: um, right. You know, as far as live action, I think you're. I think you've got. I mean, they're talking about releasing. Are they talking about releasing the Acolyte this year, or is it going to be right t- early 2023? Yeah. 2023. I've heard both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this year we've got this show, um, Andor, and and Kenobi.
0: And it would yeah. make sense if they, you know, if they've been they've been kind of, um, you know, tiling the, the 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 releases and and the episodes all the way through, so they don't lose any viewership. You know, a lot of times uh, I remember when HBO. Um, you know, was airing The Sopranos. You know, as soon as The Sopranos stopped, everybody canceled their subscriptions yeah. until it started up again. So, mm-hmm. I, I think this is kind of you know, from a business standpoint, this is a kind of a smart way of, of doing it. Um, have well, these I mean, shows be- kind of spelled out so nobody uh, drops off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
3: mean, between Star Wars and Marvel, I mean, you're really gonna you're really gonna have something going almost
0: year round. Yeah, yeah, yeah so uh let's talk about that little lizard uh that uh what was that all about <laughs> my worst nightmare
1: another uh tribute to um the indigenous cultures mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know um of course they did it in in a uh, a more star wars fashion but right you know s- uh sitting around and smoking the hash pipe and having your you know your ex- existential trip to find right. you know your to find God and whatever—I mean, that's fantastic.
2: But I mean, again, I, I had trouble getting through that scene because of of the effects for some reason. I don't—I don't know that that scene. Ugh.
0: The uh, you mean the sequence with the uh with the and tree actually, uh, yeah, and then yeah, the f- flashes to the sarlacc inside the sarlacc. Yeah, yeah. and that
2: was awesome. I loved that the sarlacc, but something about I don't know something about the production aspect of that scene. I it, I didn't like it very much.
0: Yeah, I, I would kind of have to agree with you because I, again, I'm you know I'm always expecting a, a bigger grandiose uh sequence of of mm-hmm. shots. Um, you know this one this one did have some of those uh yeah. you had obviously a, a grander shot of uh moss you had the train you know which was really cool at the beginning you had uh jabba's palace with that flyover i, I you know some of those shots i wish they would stay on just a little longer those flyover um, shots they,
2: are beautiful mm-hmm.
0: yeah um but, but but again, those are just nit, nitpicky things there for me. But you see, but, uh, I don't general? think
2: that is nit, nitpicky. No, wait. I don't think that is nitpicky because here's my issue. No, this makes me really upset because I've loved Disney for a long time. This company yep. has been around for a very long time, okay? I love them very much. I do. But I'm also the first to admit that they, they are greedy. And I don't understand how a billion-dollar company like this, okay... That has no problem, in my personal opinion, throwing money at Marvel. Because all the Marvel shows to me have been movie quality, have looked Mm -hmm. beautiful.
0: I'd have to What is
2: your problem with Star Wars? I don't think there is an issue with them looking more like movies. Netflix, Prime, HBO Max, all these streaming platforms... All their shows look like movie quality, so don't sit here and tell me that, oh, it's because it's a TV show. I don't think that can be an excuse anymore. So much money is being pumped into TV now.
1: I looked at it like this because I saw the same thing you saw. I saw the lower quality as right. far as, that, the, as everything was concerned there. Uh, but I looked at it that he's on a peyote trip. It's not going to look... Like what you and, see out the window when I you look at a tree. That. It's going to be more animatic. It's going to be more fuzzy around the edges. Those things.
2: The, the gaffy stick, the way that was edited, I couldn't take that seriously. It looked so goofy again. Well, like, okay. And, again, it such, I... and it was supposed to be such a beautiful spiritual moment, him forging that stick for himself and the little flashes and the way it was edited and cut. I was just like, I'm really not going to disagree with silly. you on that, but as
1: far as the actual um, uh, lizard trip, <laughs> um, I didn't have a problem with it because that's the way I looked at it. I, oh, looked no, at I, it didn't. Like, I
2: didn't have a problem
0: with
1: it as far as the, the animatics and so forth were concerned, because to me, yeah. that's what a peyote trip may look like.
0: Somebody right. mentioned that uh, that the, the Tuscan Raider probably went to Home Depot to get that chisel and it wasn't very Star wars um, I guess they had a problem with the chisel not uh, not being like you know sci-fi-ish enough um, which I get and 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 I think that's one of my main gripes uh, you know especially going into the first episode of this uh, of the show that um, you know it's like the the production design for me was just a little bit subpar and mm-hmm. um, you know, and George Lucas always had this thing that, you know, we're going into Star Wars and it's it's a lived in universe. Nothing has to be shiny. You know, old sci-fi was like shiny spaceships okay. and this and that. This has to have a lived in look. And I know they're, you know, they're on Tatooine, but it still looks too, 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 too shiny for me. I want it to uh, really look pretty. Look at the bar at uh, at Anchorhead um, with uh, with the fight with the with the were they weak ways? Is that Nicktoes? Uh, Nicktoes, yeah. So that that was um, you know th- it reminded me of uh, a bar fight on Star Trek: The Next Generation.
1: <sighs> oh, you just hurt me! <laughs> it just, it, it, <laughs> Poor
0: Alan. Oh, you just oh, hurt me! No. But you know, but I, I'm but I'll I'm trying. <laughs> But I'm trying to make a point here because, you know, Shanti, I, I totally agree with you. You know, you look at shows and I just finished watching the last season of Lost in Space. That show looks marvelous. It looks mm-hmm. like they spend, you know, a hundred million dollars on each frickin episode. It looks <laughs> Game of fantastic. Thrones is better
2: than this, in my opinion. Game of Thrones looks gorgeous. Don't sit here and tell me that Disney doesn't have more money than HBO.
3: Yeah, but I mean, HBO was putting like...
2: Oh, a get. massive they portion of their yearly budget into
3: that one show. No, they right. were. They were yeah. putting
2: everything into it, yeah. but I just don't feel like there's
3: an excuse. No, I, I agree, and I almost feel like it's in post that that there's a problem. Um mm-hmm. Ro, you're you're a photographer, you know this. And like I've I've gone to, to third world countries and, and, and shot photos for for different groups, and the camera sterilizes the environment. Right. Like when you shoot it, 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 you, you lose something about, you're trying to show like the way something really is and the camera kind of sterilizes it because you lose the other, the other senses. Um, and I sort of feel, I, you know, it's like this, it's almost like there's something off on the lighting or it, it, there's just something that doesn't look, it, it looks like a set, right. it doesn't, it doesn't look. Like a lived in world completely and and some of it does. I really love the Tuscan stuff. I think all the Tuscan stuff looks fine. It's the stuff in Mos Espa mostly mm-hmm. that I'm just kind of going, you know, it's the sets are really cool, but they're like almost too well lit, maybe. yeah, like it's just too bright. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I
2: notice it more when there's a less amount of people in the scene. So if it's yeah. like if they're talking to a singular person and there's no one else around them, I can totally tell like the background is like a green screen. Like it just takes me, out. but I will say the storyline in this episode was so good. Like I am actually excited now for next week's episode. So I was definitely able to get over more of the technical aspects this time around because the yeah, story was that much better. I mean,
3: I had a lot less issue with it this week. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I'm a story first guy. Mm-hmm. Like is the stories there? I can tolerate a lot of other stuff if the story's there um i want to know how chantelle felt about um the city hall clerk if she doesn't like david Pasquisi's acting (laughs) i want to know how she felt about the city hall clerk
0: is that jim belushi (laughs) oh god it was
2: like someone out of the dmv i see those are the things that like take me out of it
0: and make it a little
2: too kiddy and it's like,
0: I feel (laughs) you.
3: I mean, I get what they were going for. I get
0: it. But it's
3: like, like, I see what you're going for, but... I feel like in in Wayne's World when when they do the scene in the gas station. Oh, shit,
0: he's comparing Star Wars to Wayne's World.
3: Yes, I am. The scene in the scene in the gas station when the guy does the whole speech about the lost love, and he's like, "I know it's a and Wayne," you know, breaks fourth wall says, "I know it's a bit part, but couldn't we get a better actor?" And Charleston Heston comes in and does it, and um.
2: The kind of humor that I enjoy is like. When he was when Bobo was teaching the Tuscan Raiders how to mm-hmm. handle the, the speeders. Yeah,
3: it's just something I about that, that that brand of humor they're going for with the people around the mayor yeah. just feels a little weird. It
0: does. Yeah,
3: and I, and I and I don't have as much yeah. of a problem with the um, the major domo, the ma- the mayor's major domo, as I the the city clerk was just kind of weird.
2: It's just me, Andrew. I'm such an an actor. Like I, I'm just I'm so into acting. It just takes he, me he, out of it.
0: He looks like uh, the guy that got fired from Marshalls
2: <laughs> I will and, say took, this, a, and the, took
0: a job here.
2: The director makes a difference because I don't know if I want Robert Rodriguez to touch any more episodes because this was a different director, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was Steph I like Miller, so I think. Um, yeah, she's she's good. You know the the thing about Robert Rodriguez, and I'm a big Robert Rodriguez fan. I'm a huge fan. Depends
2: what it is, you yeah. know.
0: Um, whether it's his directing style, whether it's you know, I, I was you know reading about how he got uh, El Mariachi off the ground. Uh, you know, big admiration for for that um, yeah. accomplishment. Um, he also. Bought uh, an Avid nonlinear editing system and set it up in his garage. You know, I did the same thing back in 1998, I think 99, whatever. So it's it's those things that I love about that um, aspect of of his directorial style. Uh, you know, you
2: know, he's the one playing the mayor, right? No, oh. <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. he he's voiced a couple of characters yeah. Right. now.
2: Yeah. I love how all these people do this. And I'm really
3: hoping when it's all said and done that we find out that he's play that he actually played some of the music in uh in the uh, in Garza flips uh, Garza flips oh, yeah. uh, cantina. Yeah. You know, very he could it could very easily be him playing sure. some of that music.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Um so let's talk about the music, because I just uh, was discussing with a friend that that's another aspect that kind of throws me out of the, the something doesn't seem right about this show as far as it being a Star Wars show. Um, and I think the, um, you know, we, we got a nice taste of a reworking of a Boba Fett theme uh, in Mandalorian when Boba Fett first showed up. And I love that they changed it, obviously, a little bit. It's a lot more tribal, a lot more organic uh, in this show, and I guess rightfully so. Um, But, you know, I said it last week. I I really freaking miss, you know, the the grand scope of a John Williams theme. Um, And I know we can't have that. But, um, you know, when you don't hear that John Williams music, the orchestration in a Star Wars, it definitely throws me out of it.
3: Yeah, you know, and I understand, I, you know, I love the music in the Mandalorian. Um, and I really like the Boba Fett theme, Uh, especially some of the pieces of that theme are really beautiful pieces of music, but I don't understand why we've, because there are themes, I know a lot of the themes within the original Star Wars are either tied to characters or tied to specific moments, but like. You know, in the Mandalorian, why did we not pull out the space theme once? Yeah. Like, you know, we're on Tatooine. Pull out, you know, right. some of the, the old music from Tatooine. Like, you've got some of the most beautiful pieces. So I would love to see them begin to weave. I don't need just the whole piece. Just weave pieces of it through. Right. Um, I'm I'm totally fine with them establishing this totally different, more Western feel for the Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, I actually really like that. I love that, you know, when we hear that, we know we're supposed to associate that. There's no confusion about who we're supposed to associate those sounds with. Right. But, like, I do wish they would weave some of the other themes back in.
0: Yeah, imagine having a a cameo of Darth Vader and hearing... Mm -hmm.
2: It is too similar to The Mandalorian too. I don't sometimes I feel like there is no difference. I can't stand the music at the end, the credit music with the bum bum oh, bum. I okay. Oh, the take the, the uh, humming, the, the ch- chanting. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah, I, it, it does throw me off. I mean, I'm glad they put it in the credits. You get to see some of the wonderful artwork I love uh, of the show. Book. Um, but oh, it's so beautiful. yeah, it's definitely off. Um but not to say that we're not enjoying the show. I guess uh, second episode is a lot better for me, anyways, uh, than the Agreed. first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
3: I feel like the guy, like the guy, doesn't have a lot of experience composing on his own. He's kind of worked under Gorenson uh, on a lot of other projects. Um, but it seems like he kind of started finding a groove by you know in the second episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I did right. like the music a little bit more in this episode that was. And and I hours. do
1: like, as you guys said, I do like the fact that they're leaning heavily into the Western mm-hmm. feel music, you know, like a Western film uh, yeah. uh, right. score, uh, because it feels right for for these characters.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. Yeah. So, uh, any uh, any predictions or final thoughts on uh, this second uh, episode before we say goodnight? I have Shanti. no predictions, but because I'm predictions well, are fun. I'm come on!
2: I'm not as well versed as, as you. What, guys. Do you wanna, what, what do you want to What do
0: you want to see based on this this week's episode? What do you want to see next week? You want to see some uh, black Chewbacca kick some ass? I want to know what's underneath the masks
2: of the Tuscans. That's all. Well,
0: oh, will we ever I, see that? Do you I, think, I, think you Andrew? You are
2: had an I had that conversation no. actually with Zori. I don't think we will but yeah. we were talking about that yesterday that we
3: would Given kind of the kind this of yeah kind of given the story of why they wear the the wraps I, yeah, don't, I don't think really we're like ever that. seeing seeing uh the face
2: We did have another conversation that I wanted to pose now that we're talking about the raider uh, the tuscans and there's so much focus on them now Do you think that they are all the same species under there? Are some of them human? Are they all alien-like? I get they're all talking the same language, but...
3: I think that they're all going to be roughly the same. There may be some variations, but I think they're just the ancient peoples of Tatooine. I mean, that's the story they tell from before Tatooine was destroyed. And I actually would love to hear more about that, because we have a non-canon story for how Tatooine ended up that way. Um, but we don't have anything in the, in the current canon that tells us we now know that they're holding true to that, that it used to be a lush world that, that was destroyed, but we've not gotten into how that happened. So
2: is Boba the first slave that they've ever captured that's assimilated essentially into their group now?
3: I don't think, probably not, but I don't know, I also don't know if there's any reason, like we, you know, if you get into why they wear the wraps, I don't know if there's a reason for someone else. I mean, they don't wrap him like they wrap themselves. Mm-hmm. They wrap themselves that way because they have to because of the the exposure will kill them. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they can certainly flesh that out any way they want. We don't have hardly anything there. But I think that it's going to be a largely homogenous group. And at this point, like, I don't know if we ever know any different.
0: Right.
2: They're just such a mysterious character. They've always been such a mysterious character in the Star Wars world. Mm -hmm. I mean, even as a kid, I always wondered what the heck's under there, you know? So it's just wanting to take that behind the curtain. I think
1: the the mystery part of it is is what what lures me to them. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) no, me too. That's why I'm so interested in them
0: especially now that we have them you know fleshed out a little bit more as uh down-to-earth characters we mm-hmm. are starting to relate to them as a people more where you know when uh luke went out to look for r2d2 there were these scary you know figures yeah. with gaffy sticks uh mm-hmm. you know rummaging through his uh land speeder uh afraid of uh afraid of them as uh, seven-year-old kids but um yeah the, you know that definitely would be an interesting thing to kind of tease out and mm-hmm. uh, and figure out. I think, um, you know, the stage is definitely set for that. But, uh, Alan, what about you? Predictions, wants, wish list? What do you want to see next week? Um,
1: uh, you yeah. know, it's funny. I haven't really thought about it because there's so much. I, I'm actually very happy with where the story is now. I hope I'm right though that we're on that uh, upward tick of the roller coaster, and that at, that by the end of three is when we start to go downhill and fly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just more of the same as far as uh, building, but let's uh, uh, let's get these other crime lords in there and, and get this established so that so that it can happen. At, uh, and yes, uh, big blackberry, not Chewbacca. I cannot wait to see him. <laughs> I think he's going to probably do a follow up attack. Uh, on uh, on Boba and Fennec when they least expect it, it should be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I love that character. I'm glad that I want to see him show up, but I mean, like you know, the Huts knew who they were showing up to face, right? And they right. showed up with with one Wookie,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
3: Like you know, they're setting him up to really be something.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, besides that, Andrew, what else, what else do you want to see? Any predictions? Uh, where are we going here?
3: So I think that now what we have to establish before we get into the real downhill run is Boba needs allies. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that we begin to see how he reaches out to the other groups within Mos Espa.
0: And we've seen, yeah, we've seen those scenes around the table in uh, some of the trailers uh, before the, the, yeah. the, the series dropped. So,
3: yeah. so yeah,
2: I think he would use skins at any point in time in the future?
3: I mean, they could, they could certainly be, so the Tuscans, and I made this comparison on our show, um, the Tuscans are very much, there, there's a Dune parallel here. Mm. Okay. Uh, the Tuscans are at this point are, are very much the Fremen. Mm. Okay. I can see
2: that.
3: And, and they could very easily wind up being his upper hand in, in this battle because nobody knows the planet like the Tuscans do. Right especially once they're armed with, you know, with modern, more modern weapons and machines. So um, I, I think that that is a, I think they're drawing a really, really strong Dune parallel. I mean, Tatooine has always been Dune, right? right. Like George Lucas ripped Tatooine straight from the pages of Frank Herbert's books. Um, and, and I and, and I love that we're now kind of establishing that the they're essentially the Fremen. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how far they will take that parallel,
1: right? And and also to add to that, simply because no one other than Finnick knows the relationship between Bubba right. and the and the exactly. uh, Tuscan Raiders. So that's that's, that's like that that's like his ace up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. a very uh, yeah, very interesting concept, it. guys. I lo- mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot.
2: This episode really made me excited. I'm yeah. so actually really pumped for next week. It's amazing yeah, <laughs> what it's an a- episode can make the difference.
0: Just a, a mere seven days changed our mm-hmm. minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- definitely excited. Um, that uh, that's fantastic. Looking forward to uh, episode three Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in a couple of days from this airing. Very nice, very nice. So let's go around and uh, say uh, thank you to everybody. And uh, we'll start with you, Alan. Uh, where can folks find you when you are not on the Scare of Podcast?
1: Well, on Twitter, you can find me uh, at allen press play one we um, have our thursday night live stream on press play streaming studios Uh, thursday of this week we are doing um, a john carpenter uh, look into why mr carpenter's movies have such a hard time at the box office but yet continue on to be fan favorites Mm-hmm. Um, so four movies in general that we'll be looking at is, of course, is what, we'll have to mention Halloween, but uh, The Thing, uh, They Live, and Big Trouble and Little China, all of which failed miserably at the box office and have lived on to have a great cult status.
2: Thank yeah. you for The Thing. <laughs>
1: You're welcome, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a movie. it's one of the greatest horror films <laughs> of all time.
0: Loved it absolutely and he's uh he's another director we're just uh mentioning the robert rodriguez playing music on on his projects but john mm-hmm. Carpenter's another director that uh is a man of many talents um yes. obviously Definitely. composing the music for uh mm-hmm. you know halloween that wonderful scary uh you know three note uh you know march jason's yep. uh theme absolutely wonderful wonderful looking forward to just, that did he just call him jason he did oh my god, oh, my god. <laughs> And we
1: get to go back and edit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was just, I was just watching um, the movies that made us, and they were talking about the history of how they came up with Michael Myers, which is freaking awesome. You <laughs> still got it wrong. <laughs> I love All right, you are
1: know. you ready? Are you ready? What, was, what, what is it that comedian says, Roe? You ready? <laughs> Cut. All right, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. take that scene one more time, and this time we're doing a topless. Let's go. Is <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> that what he says?
0: excellent excellent
1: i come in you don't care how late i am and we're doing a topless all right and take two <laughs>
0: let me take a drink here no lord we're such a weird group <laughs> and uh andrew uh we are missing your wonderful wife uh i know uh you said that uh she was a little busy but uh, what do you guys uh, have uh planned uh for the next couple of shows uh you guys got more than uh one show going right <laughs> We
3: do. We've got Corsite Radio Underground and the Science Fictionary Podcast, and uh, we're working on a show that uh, I think I think you're going to come on with us, and we're going to talk about yes. our individual opinions on <laughs> kind of through a historical perspective of a historical religious perspective of how we would reestablish the Jedi Order. Deep. so that's our first we've got we're kind of on a little we're taking a took a little bit of a break here at the beginning of the year uh we had planned on doing live stuff this weekend from new orleans and and that's now off so i may throw a couple things out there and i I think we'll record a couple things with the padawans over the weekend since uh to, to as a concession for not getting to go to the convention and um you know so but we've got a lot of stuff coming we'll really crank the machine back up next week
0: awesome awesome and speaking of convention so we're airing this on sunday i am in st petersburg florida um and uh met up with uh amanda and charles from conversations uh we are at uh st petersburg's comic-con um really having a lot of fun look at us having fun (laughs) but um yeah so i probably I probably dropped a couple of videos and a couple of clips uh, earlier today uh, on it. So uh, check it out. But uh, had a lot of fun. And uh, Shanti, you can kind of do uh, some uh, double play here. You are on press play. Uh, love the little icon there with your purple hair. <laughs> I know. Love it. But um, what else you got planned? What else do you know. have planned for the Scuttle Scuttlebutt <laughs> podcast?
2: I'm trying to host two episodes on my own Mm. and unfortunately my precious fur baby i had to take her to the vet so i could not make twilight zone happen i'm I'm waiting i know i know okay i promise (laughs) i will message andy to ask her how her voice is doing so we can get the pirates one off because we're supposed to be pirates and the twilight zone
0: well, at least we got Tim Burton off the ground.
2: Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to uh, Twilight Zone and the Pirates. That should be a really good episode. And but I got to continue
2: uh, with my Star Trek viewing so we can do another episode on Star Trek.
0: Absolutely. We already have really a uh, We have a new podcast that uh, contacted us and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Trek. Uh, I think our third episode on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, our first two did uh, fairly well for a Star Wars uh, podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> i'm surprised yeah, well we've absolutely.
3: we've still got to get you on uh right away to uh talk deep space nine as yes. well uh david Funny finally that. finished it yeah. he marathoned through the whole series and uh, i think we're we're ready so i'll get with you about that too
0: Awesome, and I think I'm. I'm also waiting. Speaking of, uh, you know, marathoning some uh, some old TV, I'm waiting for Nick to finish uh, his run on the original Battlestar Galactica. I Mm -hmm. want to do a show with him talking about uh, Battlestar Galactica. There's a lot of parallels there um, with uh, Star Wars, obviously. Some crew members that kind of uh, crossed the 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 stream there uh, with uh, special effects, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm looking forward to all that stuff. We got some good stuff coming, don't we? Yes, sir. And we can all be found on the Red 5 Network website and uh, check out Red 5 Network's Twitter page. The uh, pinned link has all of our 30-plus shows. Check it out. If you you guys are interested in uh, listening to some great content and watching some great people talk about nerd and geek stuff, We're all in there. We got uh, Magic the Gathering. We got uh, some movie reviews, some deep dives, some comic book talk, uh, and all sorts of wonderful things. But um, absolutely, Uh, wonderful Red 5 family. Uh, Check us all out, all uh, having some fun here on the Twitterverse. Uh, And again, I know I get uh, made fun of, but if you guys want to leave us a voicemail, give (laughs) us a call, please, at 773-234-8659. Everybody in the chat was uh, wonderful tonight. I loved it. Even though we're not live, they are live. And we appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Book of Boba Fett, Refresh. Talk to you guys next week. Looking forward to another episode. Let's see what happens. hey <laughs>